Welcome to the Vibrant MD Podcast, where we discuss weight loss, women's health, and food. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Awad, a family doctor and certified weight loss coach. This podcast is informational, but is not meant as medical advice. Anything you want to change after listening should be discussed with your own doctor and personal medical team. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Hello, my vibrant friend. I'm especially happy to be back with you today because the podcast took a little pause. And it's funny, I was talking with a friend who is another physician and a business coach, and we were discussing how in our life we don't really think about taking a pause. And it can be so invigorating and just gives you some new ideas and lets your brain just relax in a way that lets it come up with some new things. So happy July. I hope you had a great fourth weekend and are ready to either continue relaxing this week or are back to whatever you usually do each week. So today we're talking about breakfast and rethinking breakfast food. So I want to tell you that eating a savory breakfast is really the thing that is going to serve you the best for your weight loss journey. I don't always just come out there and and smack you with it because I do like us all to choose what we want and have joyful eating. But this is really the thing. Eating a savory breakfast is going to make a really big difference. It turns out that if you have a savory breakfast versus a sweet breakfast, your blood sugar is going to be lower the whole day after that breakfast. So no matter what you do later, what you choose for breakfast will actually make a difference. And the reason we want to keep our blood sugar lower, not only for our general good health, is that when our blood sugar spikes high, then our insulin follows. And insulin is our fat storage hormone. So we are really hoping to keep our insulin levels lower throughout the day. So what should we eat for breakfast then? Well, in general, it's the same as all of our meals. We want some protein, some fiber, and some healthy fats. Now, what are some ideas? I was brainstorming a bit for you, and I hope you continue to listen because at the end, I have some ideas that may surprise you. So a sprouted bread that has no flour. Some people in my program have been showing me some of the Ezekiel breads have no flour in them, and you could have that with avocado on top. You could have eggs cooked with olive oil. You can either make an omelet or toss in a handful of greens. Sometimes I'll just scramble up eggs if I'm in a big hurry and just grab a handful of spinach from a bag in the refrigerator and just scramble that right in with it. It's summer and even at the farmer's market in Minnesota, at the northern part of the lower 48, there were some tomatoes. So cut those in half and maybe cook those also in the pan or add some berries on the side so that you get some fruit there. Another idea, if you're kind of a parfait person, you could scoop some full-fat Greek yogurt into your bowl and add berries with that. Add some seeds or nuts for crunch. And if you're in the mood for some sweet with that, I'll often sprinkle some cinnamon on top because cinnamon also lowers your blood sugar and has some natural sweetness to it. So without making it an actual sweet breakfast, you get a little bit of natural sweetness from the berries, which is the sugar in the berries is counteracted by the fiber in the berries. 
And then, like I said, if you add a little cinnamon on top, then it gives you a little bit of added sweetness naturally without spiking your blood sugar, without spiking your insulin, which tells your body to store fat. All right, soup. Anybody eat soup for breakfast? So a couple of years back, I know I've mentioned my husband and I went to this cool conference called Healthy Kitchens, Healthy Lives at the Culinary Institute of America. And I love the Culinary Institute of America because one of the things they're doing is not just training chefs, but they're training them in ways that are helping them be more creative in healthy ways of cooking to transform our American eating style. So when you go to a nice restaurant and your chef has been trained at the Culinary Institute of America, then they have thought about this very carefully. So when he and I were at this conference, we made kanji, which is a Chinese soup. And it's, it's basically a really delicious version of chicken soup with rice. And the funny thing is, we made it there. And then my husband and I started making it at home. And I posted it on social media one day. And a friend of mine said, oh, hey, when I lived in China, kanji is for breakfast, which was a surprise to me because I don't think about eating soup for breakfast. But then... I started investigating. It turns out a lot of places people eat a soup or a porridge for breakfast. So broaden your horizons. Soup for breakfast. As long as it's savory, that's going to help you. Another idea for breakfast is leftovers. I have a brother-in-law who loves to eat some fish and some vegetables that are from dinner the night before. And when he first told me this, I thought, well, that's strange. And then now I think, that's brilliant. So take a look and have some of your dinner leftovers. Think how easy that is. It's already there. You just heat it up in an amount that makes sense to you for breakfast. And you've started your day in a super healthy way. And finally, I would offer that you could just not have breakfast. Some of you are not hungry in the morning, but you've been told that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And hopefully by now you're starting to get the message that that may not be true. So if you don't feel like having breakfast, don't eat it. Go ahead and wait till later in the day till you start to have some true hunger. And I know that some of you have busy schedules and cannot just sit there at 930 and say, am I hungry yet? Not yet. 1030? Nah, because you're really busy at work. But it is possible that if you're not a person who's hungry first thing in the morning, that you can just plan an eating window where you wait until lunchtime and experiment, see how that goes. Be open, be curious, but that will also give you a longer time with low insulin levels if you don't have anything. Now, remember, this is really not having anything. So if you're gonna have coffee in the morning, you can do something like a bulletproof coffee, which is coffee with fat, because that won't break your fast as far as starting blood sugar and insulin in the morning. But otherwise, just continue to have water, plain tea, black coffee until you're ready to actually have food. So my friend, eat a savory breakfast. It actually sets you up for the whole day doing better as far as blood sugar levels and insulin levels. If you're on a weight loss journey, because we want to keep that insulin level lower when possible. Thank you so much for being with me today. I'm really excited to be back at the podcast. We've got some interviews lined up with doctors and other interesting individuals coming up. And I'm 
just excited to share more information with you so that you can optimize your hormones toward weight loss. If you would like more information about hormones and weight loss, go to my website and download six ways professional women change their hormones for weight loss. It's at vibrant-md.com forward slash hormones.